The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. To another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPodcast. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTalkPod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe and Carl Carafel. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Turnbuckle Talk. We are looking at episode 187. Thank you for coming along and joining us as we bring our vidcast, not necessarily just a podcast, but a vidcast now as well, to the masses. Big Joe, another week, more wrestling talk, but before all of that... How have you been this past week since we last were on? Oh, boy, man. It, it's been um, outside of wrestling. Uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling, but for uh, I let a little bit uh, go there on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, I, I had a bit of a COVID experience. Um, without saying too much, essentially, I, I had to go get a, a test over kind of s- silliness, in my opinion. But uh, I had one symptom, a runny nose, and I was, um, you know, forced to, to go get a test. So I did. And man, damn near a week to get a result. I, I, essentially Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, and then just, you know, early this morning, early, early this morning, finally getting the result and just, just logged into the, uh, the really, really piss poor website that the Canadian government has set up for, for doing this. And, um, it finally updated and I was like, yay, finally, you know, I, 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 I can, I can go back to work and, and kind of get things back to normal. Cause dude, it's, it's been a stressful friggin' week. It's been a stressful week. I'm sure it definitely oh. has been. I, you, you did send me the uh, confirmation of a yeah. negative COVID-19 result yeah. at about 4.15 <laughs> this morning. That's where I got it, yeah. Um, 
yeah, my God, that is that's that's kind of ridiculous right now. Going a week to get a test result back. Next week, yeah. I don't know. That just uh, I don't know. To me, seems a little bit off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, they they just expect that you can wait, uh, you know, and uh, do without working. You know, it just it, it's it's not. I'll, I don't know if they're short staffed or it's just a it's just a poorly implemented uh, system that they have. Could be a combination of just everything, right? So you know, they're dealing with the nonsense just like we are, just trying to navigate through it. You know, there's no precedence, right? So, you know. It, it is what it is, man, and um, glad to finally be through it. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a stressful week, and thankfully, there's been some wrestling uh, to watch and um, and kind of navigate through, especially in the, the New Japan side of things, uh, which I'll kind of get into. You know, provide some entertainment uh, during a very very funky week for the Big Joe over here in uh, Southern Ontario, Canada. So, let's lead off here, Carl, by talking about some WWE shenanigans. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard and been living under a rock for whatever reason, WWE has made their superstars and talent uh, sign essentially new contracts, Yep. but they have the inclusion of this here. <laughs> so yeah. the WWE has now included and, and essentially has taken over the personal accounts of twitch and cameo Mm -hmm. so that the wwe can capitalize on that big joe what are your thoughts on wwe taking over these accounts of these superstars so my big issue with this stems from something that that vince and the company have always said you know you work for the wd but you're still considered an independent contractor finger quotations on the other version you're not getting you're not going to be able to see that but this kind of stuff here tells me you are not an independent contractor. Because clearly, I mean, if, if the, the WWE can take over something that, that's kind of personal here, a, a Twitch thing is something that somebody, an individual does, and they were like, okay, you know, not only can you, basically you can't do this, as, you know, but now we're going to flip it. We're just, you're going to do it for us and also the caveat that now you're going to be required to do this because now it's a WW product. So they've gone to, this is just a casual thing that these talents do for a little bit of extra cash and fun to now they are obligated to do it under the WW banner. And just, just to let everybody know that is only on the Twitch platform. Mm -hmm. I do have something here that I want to read super quick here to you. Um, because you were not aware of the cameo as we came on. I was not. So I want to make this known for everybody. Um, Essentially, the Twitch and the cameo both are are kind of running under the same thing here. So WWE is making talent sign agreements to turn over their cameo and Twitch accounts to the company. Um, WWE is essentially making it, as Big Joe said, independent contractors sign new contracts. Uh, For Twitch, the Key points of the new agreement are including that talent affirmed that the WWE is their authorized representative. Talent authorized Cameo to make all payments and other compensations to the WWE. Cameo will not be made a party in any dispute between the talent and the WWE. And the authorization can only be cancelled if the account is canceled. Hmm. So if I'm part of the WWE and I 
turn over and sign this so that uh, they have access to my Cameo account. The only way that that will be revoked is if that account becomes canceled. Uh, Previously reported aspects of the Twitch deal, including the accounts using the performer's real names, are included. Mm -hmm. Uh, And whatever percentage of revenue the WWE passed through to the wrestlers will count against their downside guarantee in their main contract. Um, That is also said to apply to the cameo deal. Um, One important distinction, okay, from the Twitch contracts is the note about cancellation. Okay. So Hmm. it would seem to indicate the WWE isn't going to be forcing anyone to do cameo. Yeah. But they will be forcing to do Twitch. Yep. So. Yeah, man, it, it, it's not a good look on the company yet again. And then during a time where other companies, New Japan, Ohio Valley Wrestling, Impact, they're really catering to their audience and, and, and really kind of making their audience feel very welcome and their talents. Whereas the WWE, they're like this overbearing big conglomerate that is just forcing these talents to just do what they want to them and just oh man it's such a bad look it's such a bad time it definitely is yeah i mean especially at this time when you know this whole covid thing is going on uh lots lots of the 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 performers aren't working Mm -hmm. so they're supplementing their income now apparently as soon as they sign this yeah um that supplemental income is just going to be regular for them as noted in the uh, uh the little reading that i put there it's going to go towards their, their their income so i mean essentially if i have a uh, you know a thirty thousand dollar contract uh per year with the wwe and my twitch brings in ten thousand dollars well essentially my contract isn't a thirty thousand dollar contract now it's a twenty thousand dollar contract yeah right so it's uh yeah, yeah, very, very bad move, I think, on the part of the WWE. I think that stuff like this is just going to... It's, we're going to go even further towards this, the talk of unionization, which is something that we've talked about, you know, just you and I, when we've, when we've had um, you know, Mr. Ryan Bowman on and everybody else that, um, that's been on this program. The talk of unionization, I think something like this is just going to make that become even more prevalent of a conversation that's going to happen. And I think yeah, that I'm going to say within the next five to 10 years that, that we, we very well could see a unionization of professional wrestlers. I think it's, it's time. It's going to be very, very tricky to implement, um, especially given the lower to, to mid level companies, you know, like our friends over at CWE, you know, even ring of honor. I think you can kind of throw into the, into that, um, into that ballpark impact, and of course our friends at Ignite Wrestling, it'll be very hard to implement that. But I, I think that there needs to be some kind of level ground and something put in place just to, to protect the, the rights and the, the health and the well-being of the, of the performers as well. And because I mean, just this, like I said, I'll say it again: this is just a bad look for the WWE in the time to where they should be really looking to attract people. Where with this, we're pushing not only pushing the viewers away and the the, the long-time diehard fans. Now we're pushing the talent away. With uh, this kind of stuff here, Carl, there's good, there's a lot of of talk of a lot of these guys wanting to jump ship to impact, even to impact, right? 
Wow. No, and and I definitely understand that and get that. I mean, uh, especially over in Impact right now, like the the, the talent there really has their own say, I guess. They're having fun. They're having fun over there. They are having having a ton of fun. fun. I mean, even even like uh, Jordan Grace, uh, you know, has kind of like a little partnership deal with, um, uh, I believe it's Adam and Eve, Hmm. um, you know, a lingerie clothing site. Um, you know, she's got to deal with them. She, you know, she, yep. she models for, for their products, puts it out there onto her, uh, her social media has a discount code and, uh, she's getting supplemental income that way. Yep. Uh, right. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's opening up a world of opportunity for the performers to be able to, uh, not only perform for us and do what they love to do, but to also supplement doing something else that they love to do as well. Uh, whereas unfortunately the WWE seems to be putting a huge kibosh on that. So I, I definitely get, and I understand where, uh, these, these talents are, are kind of going, maybe I don't want to be in the WWE anymore. Maybe I want to be somewhere else. And then you get some, the one most notable, I think, with the situation was Paige. Uh, and I think she even has one of those OnlyFans things where, I mean, you're essentially doing porn at that point. Um, and when you just you look at her, like, she's essentially becoming like a cam girl on Twitch, Carl. And uh, yeah. I believe that she's still <laughs> technically associated with the WD, but she's one of these ones where, like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, and eventually that, and then they'll just they'll cast her aside. She's, she, but she's found her niche and she's found a way to make money. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, more power to you. But uh, when it comes to wrestling, I think she's really kind of alienated herself from uh, uh, from that group. Well, I think she, she's really alienated herself from the WWE group. Yeah. Um, if she were to go to a different company, uh, I, th- I think that they would welcome her with open arms. Possibly, yeah. Um, especially because of how many fans she has on Twitch yeah. and, you know, these other platforms that she's doing. She's got all of these followers there yeah. and though they're going to follow her wherever she goes. So if the WWE for whatever reason does decide that uh, they're going to cast her aside, I, any company would be more than happy to bring her in and say, listen, we will work with you. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Um, and, and, and she's, she's really pushing back on this whole thing because mm-hmm. this is, uh, uh, you know, something that she's been doing. And, and, and as you said, she really found a niche with this. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really there. And she, she's really doing good for herself in that, that, that aspect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if the WWE is going to come in and say, well, Pretty much, uh, your contract is for this, but we're gonna take all the money from, you know, yeah. Twitch that you're doing. Well, yeah, I, I can understand the pushback. Yeah, and and, and to be fair too, uh, I've I used to to do Twitch and I used to, to follow some people and kind of delve into the little Twitch culture. Uh, with with Paige, especially the way that she does it, they're not there for professional wrestling. They're there to see the hot girl on the camera. To be fair, they are. That's what yep. that's what they're there for, right? And then those <laughs> are the channels that still that do really really well on Twitch. You know, yeah. some average Joe Schlow like me <laughs> can get much on Twitch. It's just a fact. You know, I, yeah. I've tried that experiment. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they're not there for the professional wrestling. They're there to see the hot girl on the camera and. That's what it is. You know, I'm not, yeah. not going to denounce it because it's um, if you know what you're good at and you can do it and make money at it, more power to you. As long Speaking as it's legal. Speaking of hot things on camera. Yes. Let's go to our next topic here. Yes. This is uh, this is something that uh, actually in the uh, internet wrestling community has, has really been a hot topic as of mm-hmm. late. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at AEW Dynamite. And we're looking at them being 
a year old. It's already been a year, man. It's already it's been, been a year. What, what? Where's the time gone? We, we, we've gone from in this podcast talking about, you know, the, the upcoming uh, before All In happened and then the birth of the company and, and waiting for it to happen and it finally becoming the thing. And already they've done a year of television program. It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. It definitely is. It's 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 mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And then for for just some of the some of the different things that they've done, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, gimmicky stuff that they've done, right? Like they did the uh, the mimosa mayhem, yeah. right? Which was pretty cool. Jericho and uh, Orange Cassidy, and then um, uh, the stadium stampede matchup that happened which as I well, which was a little yeah. I enjoyed that, right? One. Yeah. Um, and then they broadcast. From a cruise ship. Yep. They taped an episode of Dynamite on the cruise ship. Yep. And were able to put out an episode all within a year. Like, which, by the way, I was part of that historic event that happened. Absolutely. uh, The first AEW Dynamite on a cruise ship. Um, Yeah. Like, just, just holy crap like they have done so much within a year now how do you think their momentum is now as opposed to let's say 11 months ago big joe well i'm going to personalize this a little bit more because you know my experience is going to be different than yours it's going to be different from uh, people that are that are watching this or listening to the audio version your experience is all going to be different for for me one thing to to keep in mind uh, with me personally since uh, this show start not since this show Turnbuckle Top, but since AEW Dynamite started uh, during my my quote unquote day job or mark job, if you want to call it that, I've shifted from being a day worker uh, slash afternoon slash evening worker to a night shift worker. So having said that, it's changed my my viewing habits not only for professional wrestling, just in general when it comes to to, to regular television, when it comes to movies, when it comes to YouTube and whatnot. So. Having said that, the, the initial charm of EW, and I mean like those first 10 episodes, I mean, I was like, I was there watching it, there watching it. Uh, I, I even, you know, did a Facebook posting about the, the start of the very first episode. And because uh, I saw that in the Facebook memories that, that came up. But um, that initial charm, I have to say, for me, has kind of worn off. And then you throw in the, the combination of me shifting to being a night shift worker has resulted in me gravitating more towards the new Japan pro wrestling because of the time difference when I'm coming home from after my shift, that's when that's on. That's a lot of times it's airing live at that time. And so I get to see a lot of that kind of the go. And then the, with the YouTube stuff, you know, with OVW and with our friends over at Ignite and, and whatnot. So my, my wrestling ha- viewing habits have really, really changed over this last year, uh, resulting in, in me missing a lot of AEW dynamite. I still record it. I still PVR slash TiVo, whatever you want to call it. But I'll be honest, I miss a lot of it. And so it's not only, I'm not, I can't pass too much of a judgment. The stuff that these, they've, they've, it's been hit and miss. It's been, it's been hit and miss. Uh, I've seen a lot, but I've missed a lot. And like I said, just for me with this, things have really changed. I definitely don't watch hardly any WWE. A lot of times I even forget when pay-per-views are happening. But it's just, it's been a shift in my, my lifestyle, my work schedule. It's resulted in, my, my habits changing with that. And thankfully with that too, because I mean, with new Japan pro wrestling, especially lately, uh, they've done the best coming through COVID as well, in my personal opinion. Yes. But, um, what do you think for, uh, for EW dynamite for their first year? Have, uh, cause I know you've been following a lot more closely than I have been. 
I definitely have been. Um, I, I mean, I'm still excited for the product. I am. Yeah. Um, has it kind of dwindled the luster a little bit? Sure. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it definitely has, right? Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's always that honeymoon period. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's exactly what had happened, right? So we we finally got AEW Dynamites. That honeymoon phase is kind of past, and and we're we're getting professional wrestling mm -hmm. coming out of it now. Um, they are trying to be a little different, a little innovative with different things, um, right? D different gimmick matches, stuff like this. Yep. Uh, so I, I they're they're still trying to keep things uh, fresh, uh, and and kind of hip today i guess you could say almost but um yeah i mean i i'm still high on aew i i really am i, I mean i can't say i'm high on on all the talent no. but i mean i'm definitely high on aew still um not just aew though like i mean i i, I pvr nxt still yeah. IPVR AEW, IPVR Ring of Honor, IPVR Impact Wrestling as mm -hmm. well. So, I mean, I've got, uh, you know, at least, or and NXT UK. So, I mean, yep. I've got five programs uh, of professional wrestling that PVR onto my uh, box every week that I go back and I watch. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, did, am I interested in watching Dynamite? Definitely I am. But, but the same can be said for Impact and Ring of Honor as well as uh, NXT. NXT UK, uh, not so much really anymore. Um, but, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm still watching all of it. Um, odd time when I, have a, uh, when I have a Monday available or a Friday, you know, I'll, I'll try to watch some WWE. I definitely ouch. will. Ouch. Um, what? I said ouch. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to, right? Well, I, like, I mean, you. we, we kind of have to, right? I, hear, I mean, I that's the, we're in, we're in the business of trying to talk professional wrestling, yep. and uh, they're the biggest conglomerate that's out there. So, I mean, we should kind of see what they're doing for sure. Um, no. So, I, I mean, I, I do, I definitely try to watch it, but uh, it doesn't always happen. <laughs> uh, just kind of like your case, myself, I, I I work overnights, so I mean, it's 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 a little harder for me. Uh, sometimes I, I come home and I have to get up early. Uh, in the afternoon and then uh, you know i kind of take a little bit of a nap before uh, going back in for my shift so it makes it a little bit harder especially when these programs are running in the evening so mm -hmm. that's what that's why I, I usually pbr yeah one thing a couple things that, that i will say for them i think that they need to improve on um especially with, with recently some of these debuts like the the one with miro uh, I, I think that they, they that really wasn't handled too well that one match that involved a couple of people there were potentially some serious injuries that could have happened there. And, and I think that they need to, to really stop like comparing themselves to other companies, especially poking and prodding over at WWE saying, you know, yeah, hey, we run a type ship and, you know, people don't get sick. People don't get hurt here. And then those things happen. Right. So all those things that they're better off just saying, just, just shut up on that stuff. Just be themselves and, and, and kind of let the chips fall where they may constantly like comparing themselves to other people and poking and prodding places. I think is kind of a mistake because uh, that's the WCW thing all over again. Right. And, yes. uh, and I will say that, you know, especially when you look at, at all in where, where this all started all is like the the recurring word right um that it doesn't quite feel like it's lived up to you know like, like that moment 
uh, after all in ended and they were all in the ring and really telling the crowd, you know, this is the start of something uh, really, really cool. And, and we're, and it just doesn't feel for, for me in, in the first year, it doesn't feel like it's quite lived up uh, to the, those expectations that were set at that event. Cause I mean that that's still, it was like a landmark event, like outside of big companies, right. That, that, that'll, that'll stand up for a long time of being like probably one of the biggest independent shows ever. And yeah. it just, it, it feels like they haven't quite lived up to those expectations, at, at least in my, uh, in my boat. So now for, for those expectations, especially coming out of that, uh, that yeah. event, definitely. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, now, do you think if COVID-19 had not played a factor in things, do you mm-hmm. think that uh, things might be a little bit different in your um, response there? Possibly. It depends on how they're presenting things. Because it was supposed to be, you know, they were presenting themselves as, as this anti-WWE place, right? And then it almost seems like they're like the little kid WWE where they're still doing a lot of the sports entertainment stuff. They were really... Uh, going more for like the sports kind of presentation. It feels like they kind of abandoned that and kind of going more with like the, the, the kidsy stuff and the, the, the funny stuff and, and the vignettes and whatnot. And so it just doesn't feel, I don't know if just, they decided to, to, to make that switch on the fly or how that all kind of happened. I don't think it really had anything to do with COVID, but it just, it felt like we, we started off with this really cool thing and it feels like it's becoming sports entertainment again. I, I like professional wrestling. I'm not a big fan of sports entertainment. Now, gotcha. having said that, you know that stampede, that stadium stampede match was one that uh, people were probably pretty shocked that I actually enjoyed because I think that the the, <laughs> it, just the way that stuff is executed also makes a big difference. And um, yep, they they, they did, did arguably some hokey stuff there. People thought, but I enjoyed it. So it just it it can be hit, hit and miss. But I will say that you know at least they're trying. Uh, they're yes. they're trying some stuff and they're not just coming across something stupid and then sticking with it and everything like that. So they've been experimenting. It hasn't all been a win and some of it's been a loss. But uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, year two, I think, will be a very, very telling for this company because a lot of people have been saying that they won't make it to a second year, especially the, the people that are really anti-AEW, which I'm not. Uh, I try and be as objective as I can, but a lot of people have been saying that, uh, yeah, they're not going to last too long. They're going to last longer than I think people are expecting. I think so as yeah. well. I think right now is a good time for us to take a first commercial break here. Let us hear from our friends, as you see down at the ticker there, from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The 
dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Remember, you can always go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com and use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and get yourself 10% off your entire order. They have some amazing merchandise over there. As you see, every week I'm wearing the hat. This week I've actually got on the sweater, which is phenomenal. Um, Underneath the sweater, I'm actually wearing the basic tee. Uh, just a white tee with uh, black collar and elbow written on it. Make sure you go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Doing so actually gives us a little bit of a kickback and helps us pay for and continue to bring you these video casts. Make sure you go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. Absolutely. And right now they have that uh, special animal uh, shirt there as well, where all the proceeds uh, to the sale of that uh, particular shirt go towards his family. Uh, they did something similar with their, with uh, Shad Gaspard as well. So uh, cool that, uh, that they're doing this. And uh, they actually did uh, a better tribute uh, recently uh, on OVW television than WWE did for Animal, which I thought was, uh, really? was very, very cool. If you tune into the most recent episode of uh, OVW TV, saw a very cool uh, tribute to uh, Road Warrior Animal on there. So some good stuff. And there. as a reminder, OVW TV is available on YouTube. Yeah, man. So you can go to YouTube and uh, check out OVW TV that way. Yeah, they the most recent episode they did a 21 man uh, Royal Rumble style match for that uh, national title, and uh, Jesse um, Goddard's um, he uh, became that uh, that champions. A really cool match. I ended up coming down to him and Brian Pillman Jr. and a couple other guys there. So some good stuff there from OVW. I'm always digging them lately, but. Let us move on to our next topic here, Carl. Some New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's been a little while since we've uh, done a full-on conversation about these guys, but uh, the G1 tournament is uh, still going on, and uh, it's um, it's looking really interesting so far. It definitely is, ladies and gentlemen. The G1 Climax uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, as mm-hmm. you can see there on the screen, uh, the king of sports, and they definitely are. Yep. Um, this is the updated standings as of today. Today, um, I believe what they have another four days. Um, well, there's 19 nights, so 19. Okay, yeah, so, so we're, we're at we're about halfway. So about another 10 nights. Then. Yeah, we're about halfway through now. Okay, yeah. okay, and, and and already we're looking at uh, here's the standings, right? So we've yeah. got. Uh, you know, in block A, we've got Kota Ibushi, uh, so, leader of the pack there. Uh, four, four, four wins, uh, one <clears> loss, <throat> a total of eight points. Over on the, the B block, uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito with six. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this is, I mean, <laughs> let's just run down the top three in each block. Kota Ibushi, um, Okada, and Jay White. Yep. Um, and then on the B block, uh, Naito. <laughs> Uh, Juice Robinson and uh, Yano. Tori Yano. Yeah, right. Man. Yano? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Yano actually got a win over a Tanahashi uh, in the tournament, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, some interesting uh, stuff kind of going on here. Um, the two names at the top, not too surprising. Um, 
that uh, wouldn't shock me for that to be the final, but to kind of go through, because uh, we haven't really covered too much since the beginning of the tournament, I thought I'd uh, bring up some notable uh, matches here that have happened. Um, the uh, I think we covered the first couple nights, but going into like night three, um, some interesting ones happening, like uh, Tai Chi being Minoru Suzuki. I, I definitely wouldn't have uh, uh, called that. Uh, Jay White getting a, a, a win over Kota Ibushi. Um, the Young Lions have been doing really, really well too. Basically, it's just Gabriel Kidd, uh, Uramura, and uh, Suji, and they've just been kind of like mixing those matchups uh, throughout the whole thing. But uh, some other stuff here, like uh, Juice Robinson getting a win over Kanta. That was uh, kind of surprising. Goto beating uh, Sonata. Uh, Toriyano defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi in under eight minutes. Uh, that was definitely a surprise. Minoru Suzuki getting a win over Jeff Cobb in night five. Uh, Shingo getting a win over Will Ospreay, which is interesting there as well. Uh, Jay White also beating Kazuchika Okada in that uh, that fifth night. Um, Toriano getting a win over Evil. And uh, Kenta beating Zack Sabre Jr., kind of a WWE uh, matchup there. Sonata uh, losing a lot of matches in this tournament. Um, but the, the one that uh, I'm kind of particularly sad about is in that A block, Carl. And my boy Shingo Takagi is sitting there with four points, uh, two wins and three losses, man. That's, uh, that one's rough. And then Sonata uh, bringing up the rear in that B block, man. He's got to be wondering, what do I need to do? in this company to uh, to get a fair shake. that They seem right. to really have it up for that dude over there. I don't know why, but, yeah, yeah. You're, you're very much so right. I mean, that's that's the way it seems. It's just uh, it's really weird, really, really weird. What's your prediction, Carl? What, what's the, the final matchup uh, for this tournament? Oh, geez. Kind of going by, uh, by how things are looking right now. Um, Okada... And Robinson, I want to say Yano, but I wow. don't think that that's gonna. I don't Yano think that that's really final. gonna continue uh, for very much longer. I think that this is just a uh, a rib on everybody, <laughs> and uh, it's I think at, at some point we're gonna see uh, Toru Yano, uh, Yano um, kind of <laughs> starting to get yeah. those losses yeah. coming in, but uh, yeah, yeah. Because when you when you actually look at that, I actually had to do like a double take. Uh, Yano isn't really sitting there in third place. He is actually tied <laughs> six points for, for, for the lead for first, with yeah. Juice and Naito. Juice is a nice uh, um, uh, surprise there at, at the top. I think he might surprise him, but he, he has a very, very different looking kind of gimmick right now. I'm not sure what that's all about, but I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, some other surprises like Will Ospreay, um, I think is somebody that still could make a, an impact there and Jeff Cobb um, kind of sitting there in the same spot as a Shingo. Uh, it's still fairly early. There can be some movers and shakers here, but I think that this ultimately comes down to Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito in the, in the final. That's going to be my prediction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that, the, that they're uh, for this one, at least they're going to have a little bit of a mix of, uh, of new Japan and North America in yeah. there. Uh, so, you know, kind of having uh, juice, uh, Juice Robinson, you know, kind of um, continue on uh, further, or even yeah. Zack Saber Jr., which I mean, really isn't North America, but uh, kind of was North America for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or or they they could take things in a totally different way and go, you know, um, 
Naito and uh, Osprey or something like that, or, yeah. or, or Jay White, right? And then uh, kind of have that mix of uh, Japan and anything else. Yep. It'd be interesting to see how it all kind of plays out. Um, if Yano ends up in the finals, um, I know our friend Mr. My- Mr. Michael Jargo, I think by that, that time, uh, Destine will be, will be back up and running uh, the podcast. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think you will, you'll definitely be hearing a lot from him. Those will be some episodes that I'll tune into for sure. Those will be plays out that episodes way. that you will not oh, want man. your children around for because yeah. they will be explicit. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can't blame them. All right, man. Let's uh, shift back over to some WWE talk. Um, we're talking Roman Reigns again here, Carl. It's been a while since we've actually kind of delved into and talked about this uh, this dude. But um, recently, they, they finally made the, the shift that we were all kind of calling for for years now. And it's been kind of interesting. It's been interesting for, for me personally. It feels like it's maybe a little too little too late with this, but they've actually been doing some cool stuff here. I think you've seen more of this uh, than I have. I've been kind of catching some segments, but I haven't definitely have not been watching full shows of, uh, of, of SmackDown, but, uh, but yeah, they've been doing some cool stuff with him. They've been doing some really cool stuff with him. I'm uh, super excited for it. And, and even this photo here that I'm going to put up on screen really tells it all. Um, you know, wear, wearing the, the, the lay over, over his neck, you know, being yep. wanting to be called the tribal chief. Um, and then, like, the two guys that are that are there, those are his cousins. Mm-hmm. And he, he's essentially just decimated and, and, you know, kind of has that uh, uh, that regard of tough love. I love you, but you're nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm the top of the top, and that's the way it's always been. And that's the way it's always going to be. Um, and just this this whole new shift, uh, you know, even having you see uh, Paul Heyman in the back there with his, uh, yep. his hands over his mouth. Um, just like this whole picture here just really embodies the entire story. Um, the, the, the look on, on Jimmy Uso's face there uh, as he's, you know, over top of his uh, brother, Jay Uso, looking down on yeah. him. Um, and, and, you know, with Roman Reigns just standing there over top, and looking dominating. And I'm loving the fact that uh, they, they've taken that stupid vest off of him. Yeah. It's gone. That was long overdue. Uh, we're able to actually see a character that looks menacing now as opposed yeah. to somebody who looks a little bit more shy and, and, and afraid and, and having to wear something like a uh, like a vest. Um, and then, again, just with Paul Heyman, just that look on Paul Heyman's face. He's, he's a master of that. Yeah. Master. Uh, but I mean, I I've been super good and and cool with everything that the WWE right now has been doing with uh, with Roman Reigns, and uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm very shocked and surprised that I'm saying this because I have never really been a big Roman Reigns fan. Yeah. But I am happy with the direction that everything is currently going. When it always came to Roman Reigns, I was never critical of the, of the in-ring work. Uh, I always thought that, the, that 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 what he did in the ring was just fine. It was always just an issue with the character and the company pushing him in a certain direction that just didn't seem right. And it feels like we've definitely we're steering in, in the right direction now, Carl. What are the odds here that all three of these guys end up together in some kind of group or faction at some point? No, I I see it happening. 
I, I see it happening. I think that they're going to go with like the Samoan dynasty thing. I, I have a feeling, and knowing Vince's mindset, that he's going to want to do something like this. I know he's definitely going to want to do something like this. Um, yeah. I, I hope that this question honestly gets asked a little bit more out in the internet wrestling community mm-hmm. and uh, that it, that it's said no, that people don't want this. And, and hopefully maybe uh, they'll be listened to. <laughs> Um, we'll see, it's, we'll it's honestly not something that I want to see. I definitely yeah. do not want to see that. Uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso uh, have a great thing going as a tag team. Let them just continue to be uh, the tag team that they are. Um, whether they've been uh, face, whether they've been heel as a tag team, they, they do very well in both roles. Leave this with Roman Reigns right now. Let him have a time to quote unquote shine and uh, just be this dominating character that uh, that he needs to be. And and for anybody watching right now, if you have uh, a comment on this, feel free to to post it. If you're watching this live, uh, feel free to post it into the comments. Uh, The reason why I kind of bring that up with them is because I really feel, yeah, I I like to kind of not make fun of WWE, but I'm pretty critical of them lately. One thing with the, the Usos, I can't really be, be critical of them, Carl. I think that they're, they really, I think a lot of people don't give them a fair shake. Honestly, I think that they're the best yeah. tag team in the company. And I, I think yes, that. In the WWE, yeah. I, I think that they're kind of being wasted there, Carl. And I think eventually I would love to, to see them like in a Ring of Honor or a New Japan. Uh, impact, maybe not quite so much. But I think, especially over New Japan, and if they could kind of cross over with, uh, with Ring of Honor, I mean, a matchup with the Briscoes uh, in right. the US, that would be absolutely phenomenal. And uh, just the, the stuff that they could do over New Japan as well. I mean, in World Tag League, they, you know, they could really excel over there. Uh, just, uh, I feel like these guys are just being wasted in this company. And that's why I, th- I think that they might try something here. They might play the angle of uh, Roman Reigns basically saying, you know, kind of beat them up for a little while and be like, hey, you know, you guys are our family come and join me or kind of be destroyed. Right. So um, I, I think eventually they might kind of play that angle. Um, I don't know how long of a deal these guys have with this company, but I would love to go see them to see them go elsewhere. And I don't yeah. want it to be AEW. And I don't want it to be no. another one of these guys where it's like, okay, you know, these guys were left WWE. And the first thing that everybody always says is they're going to AEW. Right. Go, go elsewhere. New Japan is where I think these guys should be. I, you know what, and and I, I'm in in agreement with that. Um, I I would rather see them in Ring of Honor though, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, because just as you mentioned, could you imagine the Usos versus the Briscoes? That's a dream matchup I've wanted to see for years. Feud, years, a feud for yeah. a while going yeah. on between those two mm-hmm. tag teams. That would be epic. Yeah. That that has gold and money written all over it. It does. And that is that's where I would want to see them go. And I mean they've got some great tag teams over in Ring of Honor as well. So yeah. why not? Why not? Like there's so much that can be done and happen over in Ring of Honor with uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso if yeah. the WWE ever, you know, releases them from their contracts. Um that's where I would rather see them go is Ring of Honor. Yep. No, absolutely. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if anything like that happens. Um, I just, uh, again, I just, I feel it's not so much that they don't necessarily belong in WWE. Just, I feel that there's not enough there for them to, to kind of play off or to really kind of compete with. It just, it feels like they're the only 
tag team that's worth a damn in that company and everybody else. Like, it's just, it's such a damage, it's such a sparse tag team division that they have in WWE. Like, it just, it feels like they don't even care about it anymore. And it's been that way for quite a while. It definitely has been. I mean, they, they really feel like the tag team because, and not just because they're, you know, brothers or, or whatever, right? But I mean, you, you really felt, you feel a, a different dynamic between, uh, two guys who who have been a tag team pretty much their entire career mm-hmm. to you know other ones who have just kind of been thrown together um if you guys want a little bit more on tag team stuff go and check out our last episode where we had our tag team special we were joined by a couple of good friends of ours mm-hmm. in uh, Rick Vickery and uh Michael Jargo so if you want you can go back and uh check out our Facebook page at TB Talk Pod you can find everything there for uh for the shows and you can go back and watch that tag team special if you want to hear a little bit more about tag team stuff uh but yeah I mean I personally yeah I I agree with you they seem to be about the only ones that are really making any type of a impact right now yeah for sure and uh, speaking of our friends here uh, before we move on to our next topic because uh, when we do go live with the facebook here i also do share uh from our term ruggle talk page uh, to my personal page and i actually have a, a comment that i want to kind of bring up uh, and it was about the uh, about the twitch at the the top of the program here our friend okay. uh, mr stevie richards from over in the hobby media group and former wwe talent mr stevie richards had a, had a comment nice. about the topic saying why would Love i want guy. to stream for hours on my days off to have wwe pay me what they feel like I agree, Stevie. I agree. There we go. <laughs> right. The, the, wise words. Wise words. Wise from... words. I mean, yeah. If if you guys ever see anything, if we ever say this is coming from Stevie Richards, okay, all you yeah. got to know is listen up yeah. because this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. He's one of the best minds in the business ever. Yep. So, yeah. If we ever say Stevie Richards says... Listen yeah. up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and actually somebody that uh, when we get to our 200th episode, actually uh, Stevie is uh, one of the guys that's at the top of my list had to have uh, on Turnbuckle Talk. That's something that I've wanted to do for quite a long time. And I think um, I'm hoping to someday make that happen. And uh, so stay tuned. Yeah. Eventually, eventually we're gonna, we'll have Stevie on this program. I guarantee it. All right. So next up here, Carl, uh, let us, uh, I guess we're going to talk a little bit of uh, breaking news. Uh, let me uh, quickly play our, uh, our little bit here. All right, so breaking news that isn't really kind of dirt sheet. It's a little bit tough this week because there was a fair amount of dirt sheet stuff. Uh, do you have anything that you want to kind of uh, bring up while I kind of uh, uh, look through the pages here? Yeah, somebody that was recently released from mm. the WWE. We're looking at WW, former WWE producer Sarah Stock was arrested yeah. yesterday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. It notes that she was arrested for aggravated battery, resisting law enforcement, disorderly conduct, and public intoxication by alcohol. She was booked at 425 a.m. on Sunday, and a bond was set at $600. She has since been released. Um, She was let go by the WWE in early September during the the latest round of uh, cutbacks that happened. Um yeah, I mean, I is this is this a product of 
being released? Is this a product of COVID? Is this, you know, kind of, it's, it's, what is, what is happening? What is going on? Yes to both. I think it's a combination of everything. Um, even just for myself at the top of the program, you know, going through and waiting for this, this test result, it's uh, it takes a toll uh, mentally. And uh, I can just imagine like if the test came back positive, like it would have, uh, you know, definitely added to the stress level. So I, I get it. Um, it. Kind of hard to blame WWE on this kind of stuff, but, um, but yeah, I'm just, it, uh, it's one of the things that kind of is what it is. You know, mental health is something that uh, we've touched on in this program and uh, other programs that we're a part of, but uh, it's something that's uh, definitely becoming an issue um, in the current landscape of things. And I think that, uh, unfortunately, this might become a little bit more commonplace. Uh, something else that, that kind of loosely ties into that, uh, with a lot of uh, WWE talent that have been released recently, and the most recent one that I saw was with Mr. Eric Young, who has gone back to Impact, uh, thankfully, um, yeah. of this news and information coming out of what WWE had planned for them before the, the before the COVID-19 started. I'm seeing a lot of this coming out with the talent that has left the company and this information is being leaked out. It just, it feels, I, I, I think it's on purpose here, Carl, that WWE is leaking this information to feel, to make this talent feel guilty for, for uh, going elsewhere. I think that that's kind of the ultimate goal. It's, and it seems kind of petty. I, I think that that kind of might be what's going on. I think so as well. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Especially these ones that they felt unused, and that's arguably why they're released. And then they release the saying, "Oh, we actually had a plan for you if you would have stuck around." You know, and that right? that kind of stuff. Just like I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I just say, I yeah. think it makes everybody kind of look uh, petty and uh, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things that it, it kind of is what it is. Um, yeah, there's been a fair amount of dirt stuff. There's Joy Ryan stuff that I don't really want to bring up. More Velveteen yeah. Dream stuff. You know, so yeah, there's a lot of kind of uh, questionable stuff going on behind the scenes, but uh, really stuff that's worth kind of bringing up for breaking news. Uh, that's really about it. Yeah, there really isn't a lot. No. I mean, uh, something else that we have here uh, current currently in AEW, we have uh, Trent, um, uh, who who's been working. Uh, he's he's officially listed as Trent with a question mark. Um, yeah. he he's recently filed for a trademark um, mm-hmm. for the name Trent. Beretta, wow, as opposed to Trent Barretta that was used in the WWE. Um, so instead of B A R E T T A, huh. he is uh going to uh, uh for uh for copyright, I guess, on yeah. B E R that's close E T T A, close, yeah. Uh, um, so the, so that he can he can essentially use that name. Right and and the WWE can't uh, can't come back on him for it after he left the WWE, um, he used the name Trent Beretta, yeah. um, as well as several and... other names, um, but for his main roster uh, career, it was slightly respelled huh. and was spe- spelt with the uh, the A instead of the Beretta. E, so, yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, other other than that, there really isn't um, a whole lot that I am seeing here. Yeah. Um, nothing that's really, you know, come up no. or, or anything like that. I guess uh, maybe maybe one other notable thing is that, um, oh, what's his name there? Ken Jamrock mm. is going to be put into the uh, the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. You mean, Fra- and, uh, you mean, uh, Frank, you mean, uh, okay. Okay. I'm getting Ken and Frank mixed up. Oh yeah. yeah. Ken Shamrock. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yep. 
And uh, he actually reached out to mm. a former WWE uh, super mega star oh. legend oh. Hollywood now guy, uh, The Rock, no. Dwayne Johnson. And <clears throat> The Rock is actually going to, uh, to, to do a recording yeah. for him. For his induction into the Hall of Fame, so uh, r- really cool. I think that that's a uh, very classy move on uh, on the part of The Rock that uh, for him to, to even you know do something like that and 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 essentially show that you can transcend the WWE and be there as professional wrestlers and people yeah. together, right? We'll see if it happens. Uh, I have a feeling Vince is going to put the kibosh to that, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't think he, he could even appear in Impact as Dwayne Johnson because he's done stuff in WWE as Dwayne as well. So I, I'll, I'll be happy and glad if, if it does happen, but I have a feeling that once Vince gets wind of it, he might uh, at the very least want to meet with the Impact guys and say, hey, you know, we need a bit of a kickback if you're going to use Dwayne on your program. But uh, we'll see. Honestly, I think if it does come to that, uh, the Dwayne uh, will probably look at Vince and say, Dwayne. "Go ahead and find me. What do you want? I'll write the check right now." Yep. Yeah. Right. Like that's just the the you, you see it. You see in in different articles and different news pieces that have been done on the Rock. That's just what he does. He's got yeah. one of the biggest hearts that you you could yeah. ever ever imagine to see and i think that that's essentially what he'd do is if the wwe did decide to do some sort of uh, retaliation over this yeah. he'd just say vince how much do you want like i'll just write the check here <laughs> i mean duke can like rip out an iron gate from solid masonry work by himself um i don't think he's a guy that you want to tick off uh, either as well uh the only other kind of breaking news i think i would kind of bring up is uh kairi sane uh, it looks like she's uh, gone back over to japan but I guess it's still technically affiliated with the WWE, so it's almost kind of like they let her go, but not quite. It's strange. It's strange yeah. because uh, uh, she's somebody that I'd really, really like to see uh, back in stardom. Um, yeah. Because they've been killing it in stardom. Now, if you get a chance to, to catch any of their program lately, they're absolutely doing fantastic over there. But, you know, they're affiliated with uh, with New Japan. So I'm hoping that they'll kind of let her go at some point and she can get back to uh, – because she's an incredible talent. She's a little undersized, and I think that was a big reason why they didn't push her over the WWE. But, I mean, she's somebody that uh, they need to let her work over in Japan. Please. Definitely they do. Please. But you're right. They, they did let her go back over there because yeah. she, you know, she had just, just gotten married and then came over to North America and, yeah. you know, like was, was missing her husband and wanting to go back and, and be with her husband. So they were like, okay, like, cool, we'll let you go back. Yeah. But... You're going to become brand ambassador, essentially, for the yeah. WWE over there. So that's uh, essentially what they've done with her is they've uh, given her the availability to go back home, be with her husband, but still kind of having her under contract as an ambassador of the brand over there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, becomes of that. All right, Carl, before we uh, do our showstopper segment, we need to do our match of the week segment. All right, for our match of the week segment here this week, I think I will let you, uh, as traditionally seems to be, I'll let you go first, and I'll give you my pick. I think I think yours is gonna possibly make your head explode. <laughs> well, I mean, mine mine's coming from uh, NXT Takeover Thirty One. Mm. Um, you know what? I I watched quite a bit of wrestling programming this week, Good. and uh, although this wasn't the best week for matches within the world of professional wrestling. I was happy to see kind of the the, the flow and uh, development of this 
matchup here. Mm-hmm. We're looking Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Been hearing a lot of good about this. Yeah, went twenty eight minutes, uh, twenty eight minutes and some seconds. Um, I mean, it, it definitely was a very good matchup. Good back and forth. Good development between both. They worked really well together. Um, you really didn't see very much happening for uh, like outside interference or anything like that. So, I mean, it, it was good just to allow them to go out there and put on a really good show. And if anybody could do it, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly definitely can do it. And I think that they really delivered. Was it the greatest match of all time? Definitely it wasn't. But for this week, it was one of the best that I saw. What was interesting leading up to this too, uh, on WWE's program, uh, I know it's kind of affiliated with the WWE. I think it's essentially one of their products of the bump. Uh, our friend Tony Kazina was actually uh, on there and actually uh, was talking about uh, Kyle Riley. They've actually both spent time over in CWE here in Canada too, by the way. Yes. And uh, so I think it's um, largely where I kind of got Kyle actually kind of got a lot of his beginning uh, in there and was uh, working with Ring of Honor at the time as well. So it was really cool uh, to actually see our friend Tony Kazina uh, kind of on a WWE program there so that's very cool that that ww loves that kind of stuff which is surprising giving like the current landscape of kind of what's going on here um you know you guys can't go and do other stuff but we're seemingly allowed to bring and even mentioning new japan and these other places uh, on the program uh very on ww like i would like to actually to see more of that from this company especially right now so, yeah, uh, so very cool, and, and definitely a match that I still need to go check because I've heard a lot of good this thing, good things about this, and it felt like, uh, from what I've heard, it's been a real kind of defining uh, match for uh, Kyle Riley, especially in the WWE uh, context the, of things. So, the entire pay per view itself, I mean, yeah. really wasn't a takeover quality yeah. uh, type of of pay per view, um, but they <clears throat> they have done. Some really cool things. So definitely, Big Joe, I want you to go and check that out because uh, uh, this this new arena, this new thing that they have um, going on, like I mean, it's 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 really good. I'm loving the look of things. Um, they had a mixture of live audience members as well as um, Thunderdome style uh, members of the audience as well, yep. and. I will have to agree with you going and uh, having fans in the crowd. It does make a difference. It does. It really does. Big and and you, you could really notice that in this pay-per-view that happened, that uh, having those live audience members there made you feel a little bit more at home. One of the reasons why I really uh, enjoy New Japan uh, progressing recently is they, they have a, a fair number of uh, fans in the arena watching the shows, which makes my match of the week segment uh, kind of uh, a little more impactful. And it was really good for me because, like, like I said, you know, this past week was a pretty stressful uh, week for me. And thankfully, I got to watch some entertaining uh, professional wrestling uh, during my time. And my match of the week is coming from New Japan, coming from the G1 tournament. This is coming from night eight here, Carl. And this was the second match in the card. And we were talking Mr. Juice Robinson versus Toru Yanu. Uh, this is my match of the week uh, for this um, for this week here, Carl, because 
it was only like just shy of seven minutes long, but I was thoroughly entertained by this match. They did some cool, they did some funny segments here, and I just sat back. You know, you, you got to hear the reaction from the crowd. You know, Yano spraying uh, hand sanitizer at people, and they even uh, uh, tied up Juice's legs at one point, and uh, Juice had to kind of hop back into the ring, and just uh, a lot of talk back and forth between the two guys. It just it was it was fantastic. I was I was I really enjoyed it, and I just said it, it uh, put me in a good mood after kind of a crappy week. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Congrats to both guys, uh, and uh, even Toriano. You know, he put a smile on my face. So mission accomplished. And you know what? That's exactly what it's all about, people. Professional yeah. wrestling isn't just always about what's actually happening uh, competitive-wise between the two people. It's there to elicit an emotion. <laughs> I definitely did that. Right? Yeah. And and if, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Somebody yeah. who, who is a uh, comedic, uh, you know, type of, of worker yeah. sometimes is a good thing, yeah. especially if you've been having a uh, pretty crappy week yeah. or uh, the day's just gone to hell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, being able to see something like that elicits that emotion. And that is what professional wrestling is all about, eliciting yeah those emotions he managed to list some uh, good stuff out of uh juice as well so uh anybody who hasn't had a chance to check out that match go, go check it out you'll uh you'll, you'll have a hoot it doesn't take a whole long to to watch it so uh, do yourself a favor and go check it out i think it'll put a smile on most uh, wrestling fans faces all right carl before we uh, go to our showstopper segment let us hear from our friends over at the chairshot.com TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful back here in Turnbuckle Talk. It's time for our Showstopper segment. All right, man, and everybody watching here, we are literally, we are 13 episodes away from our 200th episode. It's a pretty landmark situation. A lot of, not only wrestling podcasts, a lot of podcasts in general don't make it uh, that far as things happen, uh, create differences or what have you. People lose touch and then they go away. We're going to be coming up to 200 episodes, man. Pretty incredible. And I thought we'd kind of just uh, talk about how we've kind of managed to keep this going for so long. It, it, it's uh, There's a lot of factors kind of at play here uh, that have resulted in us being around as long as we have. Uh, what, what, what would you say? Well, I do want to say that we've been doing this since 2015. Mm-hmm. Started out in 2015 with uh, with the dynamic of that guy, Big Joe, <laughs> and myself. Yep. Um, so it, we have talked about before, uh, you know, the, the the beginnings and how things, uh, you know, came about for uh, the Turnbuckle Talk program and uh, events surrounding um, the combination of Big Joe and I. Um, don't want to talk about that right now. That's a uh, little bit of a Debbie Downer. Um, but Kyle, we love you. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I'll say about that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, since 2015, we've been going and we have been consistent. And I think that that's one of the biggest things for us is that we have had that consistency. And I'm going to pull up on screen here. Boom. There you go. You see that right in the center. <laughs> That that logo is yep. is you know uh, something that that I had I had created I had it done up for me by uh, by my good friend Josh Meisner, um, 
paid him for the work. So yep. this is that's mine. That's my logo. It's our logo, yep. Everything. I paid for it. We as the podcast got it yep. paid for, done. And um consistency. That's a big thing. Yep. Now, little tweaks and changes here and there definitely have happened. As you see, like we got this new type of uh, style here. If you uh, kind of take your hands and cover up the uh, the logos on the side that you see there, that's essentially what we're now using for, uh, for, for our logo. Yep. Actually, you know what's really cool about StreamYard? Here. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So up at the top right-hand corner, you see... Uh, that logo so a little slight change kind of like other companies have done as well but we've been consistent with that logo yep. so consistency is key yep and the other thing that you notice and uh, with this uh, still up here uh, kind of tells the story as well uh, just all the associations and the friends and the partnerships that we've developed over the years you know callerablebrand.com carlos over at indie pro wrestling greg over at the chairshot.com streamyard the hitting course, of course, the hitting the marks uh, podcast network with our friends uh, Rick and Jargo over there. Um, that's really to, to just kind of focus on that for a minute. That that's really been one of the the biggest things for me with this this podcast is become associated with those guys and especially and the guys over at the grill position. That's been some of the most rewarding stuff that I've done. Uh, when it comes to just podcasting, broadcasting, kind of in general, well, getting the chance to work with those guys has been absolutely amazing. It definitely has been. I mean, they developed from partnerships to friendships, yeah, which is just amazing. And I mean, for for us to be able to at any at any time pick up our phone yeah. or hop on the computer and send a message and go, hey. I got this idea I'm thinking about, or, Hey, I feel like crap. Yeah. Let's talk for a couple minutes and, and they're there. They're there for you. It's, it's yeah. become a friendship instead of just a, a partnership. Um, and that's been a fantastic thing. Uh, especially I want to give a shout out right now to, uh, uh, Ryan, to Ryan K Bowman. Mm. Um, our friend has been going through some, uh, very trying times right now, but is uh, bouncing back. Uh, making a full comeback as we know he will because he is a tough son of a bitch um <laughs> and and i mean mickey as well yeah. um you know his 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 uh, fiance um they've both been very strong throughout everything that has been going on and uh, mickey and papa bear we love you and and you know what we're here for you and uh, we appreciate you and i just wanted to make sure that you uh, you guys got a shout out from us at least um We've talked, uh, we've, you know, over Facebook and, and, and stuff like that, but uh, happy to see that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that a comeback is uh, taking place right now. And then just, like I said, that's the type of relationship that's that's been built is that where we can, uh, uh, we can share in the care. It's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And for, for Ryan, uh, like I had mentioned, you know, he's on, on demand. And when he's good and ready, we will definitely be having him back on the podcast. Uh, he's always, always going to have a home uh, here with us, uh, even oh, yeah. uh, even uh, after the grillposition.com. Uh, uh, that dude's more gone past, like, you know, with, with especially with him, Michael, uh, Jargo, and Rick. Those guys are, like, it's it's gone 
past friendship. Those guys are like family to us now. Um, That's right. And uh, so the, it's always, always welcome to have any of those gentlemen on this program and they always, will always be able to. And just, um, yeah, even kind of going forward, you know, we have some new prospects on the horizons uh, you know, with the podcast and just wrestling in general. Uh, there's there's a lot kind of on the go. You know, we, we, we've never really kind of blown up into that stratosphere. We, we, you know, we, we've... Um, but we've, we, like you said, we've been consistent and we've built a whole lot of um, partnerships and friendships. Uh, and to me, that, that's been more rewarding than achieving any kind of superstardom and whatnot. Um, that was something I'll always take away from this is just all the, all the great experiences and uh, the friendships made throughout the years. Definitely. I'm going to yep. get this out of the way just super quick here. We already talked about our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Yep. I want to talk about our friends at fnxfit.com yes. as well because they they were somebody else. Uh, when we decided to start doing the vidcasts, hmm. they reached out to me yeah. on our social media platform. And they're like, we, we're kind of digging what you're doing. Uh, we'd love to be able to... Uh, you know, kind of help you out a little bit and, uh, you know, offer you a, a discount code and offer you, uh, you know, something for, for your uh, viewers and for your listeners. So if any of you out there are uh, going to the gym, working out, need some protein, need some pre-workout, post-workout, um, super greens, whatever you, you, you really need, fnxfit.com can get you that. Yeah. You want a discount code? Shoot us a message and I will get you a discount code and you can go and save yourself like 15% off your entire purchase that you make. And I mean, it's 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 a fantastic over there. I've been using the Super Greens and I feel fantastic. I love it. I love the Super Greens. Yes. So if anything, try out the Super Greens. But yeah, make sure you go and check out fnxfit.com. Shoot us a message at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, we'll get you a discount code so that you can save fifteen percent off any of your purchases over at fnxfit.com. Absolutely, Carl. And the biggest thing with uh, with this topic of uh, how we've managed to to keep this going for so long is uh, we have the the really rare kind of thing here that. You and I have known each other for over 30 years now, and not only just being fans and then kind of podcasting together. That That's one thing that really kind of sets us apart, not just from wrestling podcasts, but podcasts in general. Uh, to know somebody for, for that long of a period of time really, really helps in this process of doing a podcast on a weekly basis and how we've been so consistent is that we have just so much to kind of, uh, to play off over the years. And just, it's, uh, it, it makes doing this a lot easier when you, uh, know your host so well. And it's, it's different when you, then you have to kind of try and do something with somebody else. It doesn't feel quite the same. And just, it's, that to me, that's the bit, been the biggest thing. And even in, in, uh, in this episode, how you managed to turn this segment into combining our sponsors into it too. That's another thing. Um, it's, it's pretty rare, and uh, you got to give props to you. you. You always do that well. He's, I, I, I've still yet to see somebody kind of segue from a conversation into an ad read as smoothly as you do. So, <laughs> well, so thank you so very con- much. So congrats, um, man. I, I no, I, I, I appreciate that. You know what? I, I attribute that to uh, to my night shifts and listening to uh, talk radio. <laughs> yeah. um, I got a couple of programs that I listen to at night. I'm not going to mention them here, but uh, if you want to find out what they are, shoot me a message. Yep. Um, and I'll let you know what those programs are that I listen to overnight. And uh, yeah, it's just been fantastic that uh, 
you know, we going going into thirteen episodes away from two hundred. Yep. And I mean, without these sponsors that we've got, whether it's been Collar and Elbow Brand, whether it's been Phoenix, whether it's even been uh, Hype City Vapors that we had for a while as well. Yep. I mean, no matter what it's been, they've been fantastic. Fantastic! Every time that we tag them in a post on uh, on Facebook or Instagram, they've been fantastic with us. Yep. And then the partnerships that we've had with the HTM Podcast Network, yep. IndiePW.com, TheChairShot.com, TheGorillaPosition.com, and now the newest partnership that we have with StreamYard, mm-hmm. bringing you these amazing vidcasts yep. every week. Uh, this, this has been... Uh, I, I would almost say a godsend. Yeah. Like this is something that we had we had talked about and thought about for a, for a while, and kind of decided that we didn't really need to do this in video formats. And then uh, thankfully, we decided, you know what? Yes, we're going to start to do video format. Yeah. And now that we've been doing video format. It's been fantastic. Yep. The the uh, the number of viewers, uh, the interactions that have been happening and coming from it have been fantastic. And that's something that we we want to continue as well. If you uh, are watching us live, interact with us. We have the availability to put those comments up on the screen so that everyone can see. And then your comments are then being shown to the entire broadcast network that's watching us. Yep. So I mean, it's it's just simply fantastic that StreamYard has been there and and very very minimal in cost as well for us to uh to be able to do this so i mean it's it's been fantastic and the guys over there at StreamYard are continuously updating things as well and giving us more options different things to do and i'm i'm loving it something that i'm not sure if you even know big joe but if you put your cursor over top of the uh, uh the window that you see there the bottom right hand corner kind of has a little pop out that you can turn that screen mm. that smaller screen full screen yep like that that's something that wasn't there before and that that's there now it's fantastic very cool and then to even for ourselves branch out into our own merchandise i mean that's fantastic as well big joe yeah. is wearing <laughs> the classic logo yeah. tea this episode i've been drinking out of the uh classic <laughs> logo uh mug as well I mean, turnbuckle-talk.myshopify.com is where you need to go for that. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to continue with that. Uh, I will let everybody know that there has been a a 90-day trial uh, that we've been given for this. So if there is anything that you want on there, you better go and get it quickly. Because if, uh, unfortunately, if the uh, the sales really don't um, continue... I may have to look at a different avenue for merchandise for us um, because that can that can start to get very expensive to uh, to have the Shopify account going yep. and uh, not having any type of revenue coming in from that to even just pay for the next month yep. of having Shopify. So if you want some merchandise from Turnbuckle Talk, go and check out turnbuckle-talk.com dot myshopify.com there we go all right well i guess that's a good uh, way to kind of wrap things up uh next week episode 188 we'll see what happens uh next week in the world of professional wrestling there's always stuff that happens and we'll always have stuff to talk about so we will see you guys on the next one have a nice day
It's me, it's me. It's an Army B to B. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows we have. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Thank you.